Hello and welcome to Crosswords of Rockland History on WRCR and WRCR.com. I'm Claire Sheridan and our topic today is summer reading and my guests are Brian Jennings and Joe Barbieri from the New City Library. The Historical Society of Rockland County is a nonprofit educational institution and principal repository for documents and artifacts relating to Rockland County. Our headquarters are a four-acre site featuring a history museum and the 1832 Jacob Lawvelt House located at 20 Zucker Road in New City. We're listed on the National Register of Historic Places and a designated New York State Path Through History site. Part of our broad and challenging mission is to share the history of Rockland with the public. And as a private, nonprofit institution, not a county or state agency, the Historical Society of Rockland County depends on charitable contributions to fulfill its educational and preservation missions. We hope you will consider making a financial contribution, and you can donate safely online by visiting our website at rocklandhistory.org and clicking the Donate button at the top of the landing page. We'd love to count our radio listeners as financial supporters of the Historical Society of Rockland County. At this time, I'd like to remind our listeners that we are live again today and that this is a call-in show, and we welcome your phone calls. Our number here is 845-429-1700. That number again is 845-429-1700. And summer is upon us. We can certainly feel the heat, and it's a perfect time to crack open a good book. So today, Brian Jennings and Joe Barbieri are here with me in the studio to talk about what they're reading this summer. And we're going to talk about history, nonfiction, fiction. fiction. We're going to talk about it all. Uh, Local authors and self-publishing and everything. So welcome, Brian and Joe. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for having us. So both of you have been guests before on this program, but for our new listeners, take a moment and tell our listeners about yourselves. Let's start with you, Brian. I'm the head of adult services at the New City Library, and uh, prior to that, I was the local history librarian there, Um, and then prior to that, I was the local history librarian at the Nyack Library. So I've been in Rockland since 1998, so kind of a baby to Rockland. But I've, I've learned a lot since I've been here. And Joe? I uh, grew up in Blauvelt and uh, went to the South Orangetown School System. Worked at the uh, Orangetown Museum for a few years and uh, got my library degree. And uh, now I'm at uh, the New City Library as the local history librarian. Are you finding that people are seeking out books in the categories of history and nonfiction more or less than the past? Brian? I think the the picks are, are more diverse. I think there's more out there. People say, oh, well, what, what do you need a library for anymore? But what people don't realize is more books are being published now than any other time in history of the world. And uh, because of technology, it makes it easier to publish books. So what we're finding is we have many more self-published authors. Uh, it's kind of the democratization of the printing press in a way yeah so we've we've got a lot of interesting local authors sometimes it's fiction set locally sometimes it's it's memoirs Uh, so we're trying to get as many of those unique titles as we can because i think that's what makes a library interesting not that we you can find the same stuff you'd find at a barnes and noble or anywhere else but you walk into a library and you find a unique collection 
uh, that represents the community and what the community wants. And Joe, what do you think people uh, are looking for? Are they looking for an escape or do they want to be grounded in facts and history? Um, I think a little bit of both. And the great part about that question is that there is a little bit of both out there for everyone. Um, We have some books today that we'll talk about that are both based in history uh, and some that are just, well, you know, they kind of use the area as as a local setting for a fictional story. So let's start with some of the books that you guys think are really good for 2019. Let's start with you, Brian. What are some of your picks? I've, I found myself recently reading um, more and more fiction, um, but with local connections uh, in one way or the other. And, um, of course, we've had a couple uh, local authors pass away, most recently Toni Morrison. So certainly if you haven't read her books, um, it's a good time to do that. But also uh, there was a lesser-known author named Michael Rumaker who passed away in June, and I finally went back and read some of his work, uh, in particular a book of short stories called Gringos and Other Stories. And I just found that this was uh, just a tremendous book. I love short stories because you can just take a little bit of time. I have three kids, so (laughs) you take just a little bit of time and you can get a lot out of it. And, And those books, although... Uh, those stories, although published 50 years ago, I think even today uh, they have resonance and they're good. At, it's kind of like about the misfits of of society in a way. Um, and Michael also uh, came out as a gay man, so that was a big part of his story. I feel like uh, in Gringos, in a way, perhaps his work was kind of closeted. Um, so there were there were signals there, but later um he he came out and and that was a big part of his work uh another book that i read fiction uh is by david means who lives in nyack um and he wrote a book called instructions for a funeral and you'll find scenes in nyack and haverstraw and newburgh and yonkers and the title story instructions for a funeral is uh, a man who's died who's telling these are the instructions for my funeral but as he's telling it he's also giving indications of how he died uh, so his his narrators are kind of omniscient narrators who are looking back and telling the story uh, in a very interesting way another one that I think of it was about a couple um, and how they met and the, and the man was in a, a bar fight and after the fight which he won his to be wife kind of nurses him back and they're looking back at this story older and retelling it and it kind of changes a little bit every time interesting but my book of the year this is my pick of the year it's not a rockland based title at all but the one that we've really been talking about some of us at the library is called say nothing a true story of murder and memory in northern ireland and there's a couple things that really draw me to the the work one is i've been reading more true crime actually but i like true crime that tells you the context of why the crime was committed and and that really does it um another thing about it is previously you've had me on we've talked about oral history 
One of the ways the author comes to the conclusion of who committed the crime is by looking at uh, oral history transcripts. And so it's very controversial, a lot of legal issues there, uh, people essentially confessing to felonies. But it wasn't really a confession. It was a little detail and a string of small details. And so he really gets um, to this story. It was a woman who had, I don't know if it was 10, 11, or 12 children and was disappeared during the Troubles. Um, some people may say uh, that perhaps he takes a hard look at the IRA, and he does, certainly. But I don't think there are any, uh, there are no real good sides to that. It's how is the environment created that allows for things like this to happen, and, and that's really interesting to me the yeah, I'm context. very intrigued by this book I think I'm definitely <laughs> going to pick it up thank you for for sharing that that's amazing so Joe what about you what are some picks that you've you found for this year sure um well I'm just really excited because there are uh, two books that have come out recently uh really just the the beginning of the summer um and they're both authored by young people and I think that's great the first uh one is called uh, two kids lost in history rambling on the Hudson's west shore and that's by cousins Shannon Fuller and Megan O'Prey, and uh, they had some help and guidance uh, from Richard O'Prey, who um, he, he edited the the whole book and put it all together at the end and wrapped it up. Um, so these two girls, they went around and they uh, basically they they it's a sort of a, a travel log going to uh, and documenting taking pictures at different historic sites around Rockland County and nearby. And um, it was really interesting to see what they picked and enjoyed and what they chose to photograph and kind of see it from their points of view. Um, They're probably uh, starting out middle school. Uh, I think they're about 13 years old. And uh, I think it's just great that they're, number one, so interested in history and and did this project. Um, I think it was... uh, a great way to uh, get some ideas if you just want a day trip or something simple that you could do in an afternoon. Uh, some of them are a little bit further away, but a lot of these are uh, just a short car car ride away. And that's interesting because if two kids like it enough to take pictures of it and write about it, you can probably take your own kids. They probably would get a kick out of it too. Yeah, yeah. So some great ideas for some day trips in that one. Uh, the next one just came out in July was The uh, Forgotten Hilltop, and that's by Dylan Frawley. And Dylan's a student at Clarkstown North, and uh, you may remember him. He was in the news uh, last fall. He helped uh, rescue a, uh, a hiker up on uh, up on High Tour, and that's the subject of his uh, of his book. Uh, Dylan talks about uh, the mountain and some of the people who lived on it and nearby, um, and how it's been uh, you know the inspiration for artists, playwrights, and and just you know just folks who like nature as well. Uh, it's a it's a quick, easy history of the mountain itself, and um, but it's 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 important because it documents something that we all kind of drive by or see some of us on a daily basis here in the county, and uh, we don't we don't always stop to think about it or uh, take the time to realize oh hey this is historic and important in itself. And I think that's kind of the story of a lot of our history in Rockland County. We have so much, but even us local folks here, we, we just don't take the time to go visit, appreciate, read a historic marker sign, even though we might walk or drive by one every day. 
And um, I think that's what's great. And, uh, you know, he's able to combine his love of the outdoors and history to, to make this project uh, come together. So um, it's just exciting that, um, you know, we have uh, some young people interested in history and uh, they, they loved it enough to put it together and publish. I think that's great. That's inspiring. Excellent. I know we've had some local authors, some on this program, Frank Eberling, to be exact. Talk a little bit about that book and what you think about it. Sure. Um, Frank Eberling uh, grew up in New City and uh, left uh, to continue his education. And uh, now he lives in Florida. But um, you know, he kept it as an important place in his heart and in his writing. Uh, he has two murder mysteries. Uh, the most recent one is uh, Lotor, and that one's uh, just out in the spring. And um, the uh, and even though you know he's no longer here living in the county, um, you know he's kind of using it as this backdrop, and uh, all these little places inside that you know people who are locals might recognize and say, oh yeah, you know. Um, and of course, uh, he did a similar thing with his um, pr- uh, prior uh, mystery novel, uh, Demarest Kill. So, um, you know, it's just great that he can use, you know, a local setting. And it's always fun to uh, see in a, uh, in a book, a movie, or a television show and say, oh, I recognize that. Or, hey, isn't that, uh, you know, this building or that building? And uh, I think people can kind of come to that and uh, not only enjoy the story, but also kind of the, um, the, the tourism aspect and, uh, you know, the, the being able to point that out and say, oh, hey, I, I know where that is. Yeah. When, he, when he was on the show, I mean, it's, it's clear that he has an incredible fondness for his childhood here. He really believes it was the most idyllic childhood a person could experience. And, you know, part of that is his father and grandfather's love of where they lived and showing him and his brother what they loved about it and pass that down. So I think that's great. I think you also mentioned before we went on the air that there's a a book that's recently come out that includes a lot of maps. And I know that, at least at the Historical Society, whenever we have maps on exhibition or maps just up as decorative um, in, in the in the building, people are fascinated by maps. So talk a little bit about that that book, Joe. Sure. Um, it came out uh, last December, and it's by Thomas Reinerston Berg, and it's called Theater of the World, a history of, and then it's a history of uh, maps, and it goes all the way back from, you know, humans' first drawings of uh, locations and, and, I guess, not really maps quite yet, but, uh, you know, on, on cave paintings and things like that, all the way through to our modern, you know, we have these uh, digital programs and atlases um, that we can get to online and uh, we use in our cars to get around every day. So um, it, it kind of talks about a lot of the different uh, cultural aspects that go into that, you know, what we include, what we don't include, um, how we, you know, depict uh, where where we're from, uh, how we depict where, you know, foreign foreign lands and where we're not from. Uh, and all these different social aspects, science, religion, all kind of playing into how we make the maps and how we ourselves interpret them. Um, so I think it's just great. Um, goes without saying that uh, there are some beautiful illustrations there of some of the world's uh, most famous, and I guess, prominent maps um, and that are important historically. So wonderful to look at and uh, wonderful to uh, to read too, because like you said, I think everyone just loves to look at maps, look for familiar things, uh, places we know, places we've been, um, and again, it kind of fills that uh, 
almost, uh, you know, armchair tourism, uh, uh, you know, scratches that itch. Excellent. You're listening to WRCR and Crossroads of Rockland History. I'm Claire Sheridan, and our topic today is summer reading. My guests are Brian Jennings and Joe Barbieri from the New City Library. And we're live on WRCR right now, and we welcome your calls. If you have a comment or a recommendation, please call us. Our number here is 845-429-1700. That number again, 845-429-1700. So Brian, self-publishing is becoming more and more popular. How has that impacted what's in in your library, for example? Traditionally, libraries were very standoffish to self-publishing. It was, if this book had not received a review in Kirkus, Publishers Weekly, Library Journal, or the New York Times Book Review, you know, we're skeptical. But I think the demand for for self-published books is, is such, I mean, we really have a tough time even keeping Frank Eberling's books on our shelves. Only recently, since we bought multiple copies, can you actually just come in and see it there. Otherwise, you have to place a hold and wait. So um, it really is changing what we have on our shelves and and our our look on self-published titles. I mean, many of the titles that we talked about today are are things that are self-published, and and so that. That's how it's it's really changing us, and we're really just listening. I mean, that's since I've been working in libraries, the biggest thing I says you got to listen to what the people want, basically. Yep, that's good. And I like listening to books on tape. I do a lot of driving, so um, you know, I'm I'm often downloading titles. Joe, do you find your readers are interested in that? Oh yes, of course. Um, I think books on tape are great because, um, I mean. Number one, they can really make you look forward to your commute. Um, I have a fairly long commute, and uh, you, when you've got a good one with a great reader and a, and a great topic, you look forward to it. Excellent. And, of course, in the summertime, also great for uh, summer road trips. That's true, absolutely. And I guess book on tape is an old-fashioned term. I guess it's an audio book now. That's true. But we do have a caller, so we're going to say good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I was listening to the show, and I was wondering... If you were going to have a list of these books on your website, because I'm driving now and I can't write them down. Absolutely. So if you, uh, after the show, later this afternoon, we will have a listing of all these books at rocklandhistory.org. So you can absolutely pull that down and print it out or write it down. So yes, absolutely. Everything we talked about will be on the website. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. That's yeah, a great show. Thanks. Very interesting. Thank you. I'm surprised that there weren't more books about Woodstock coming out this year, since it's the 50th anniversary of that uh, infamous festival. Joe, did I just miss something? There were a few, but yeah, not as not as many as you as you think there would be for a big anniversary like this. Um, there was one that I thought was really interesting. Um, it's by uh, Julian Betone, and it's called Woodstock Live. And what it does is it it's kind of a chronological uh, retelling of, of the Woodstock story. Basically, uh, song by song, artist by artist. And we, uh, you, you, again, love maps and timelines. Uh, and this one kind of walks you through each, uh, each set, each artist. Um, there's some great artist profiles in there as well. And one thing that I thought was also really fun, at the end of the book, they kind of talk about some of the artists who 
didn't wind up going to the festival. And, uh, you know, they were, uh, they had, you know, another, other tours and commitments, or they turned it down, they thought, oh, this thing won't be that important. Um, and it, so it kind of builds up, well, what if we could have uh, an even more star-studded festival? What might it have looked like if we could have gotten even some more of the artists who couldn't make it or, or turned it down or something came up where they, they couldn't get there? So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the most popular songs about Woodstock was written by Joni Mitchell, who wasn't there, and it really captures the essence of it. It's, it's amazing. Tell me a little bit about book clubs run out of the library. We have a uh, fiction book club, a mystery book club. We have a memoir book club. We have a nonfiction book club. And we have a local history book club. Am I missing? Oh, Oh. we have a, a book club for speculative fiction, which is like science fiction, fantasy, horror, um, so we've got a ton of book clubs. We also have adult summer reading, not just summer reading for kids. I think summer reading for kids, is that wrapped up or maybe this is the last week? I think it's coming up to a close yeah. soon. But uh, adult summer reading in New City Library, you can read a book, you fill out a little bookmark, put it in, and then there's a raffle to win a Kindle Fire. Nice. And so that's... This is the last week. Friday is the last day for that. And we have little small prizes every week. So when you come in every week and put your review in, things like sunscreen or... A little keychain flashlight. Keychain flashlight. Things that are very practical uh, for people to have. Or Excellent. bottle opener. Yep. You need your beer, right? So you've got to open summertime. your bottle of beer. I see Steve's happy over there. <laughs> I listen to RCR, I know. Okay, good. So I belong to, to several book clubs in my day, and some of the book clubs I belong to are more about the wine than the books. I guess in a library, it's really about reading, right? Yeah, we usually try <laughs> to stay on track. Uh, Nyack and Valley Cottage have a book and pub club. So <laughs> Excellent. They, me- they meet at different uh, bars, not to advertise yeah. our, our rivals, but you know we're all friends That's in good. library world. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about, just as we get to the end of this, just recommendations for kids. I know you said that the summer reading for kids is winding down, but what are some good choices for kids? Well, I have three kids, so I can I can handle this. Three, six, and nine they are. So for littler kids, a classic, some of these are classics, The Great Gray Bridge and the Little Red Lighthouse. The story about when they built the George Washington Bridge and the last line of it, which is really great, is if you don't believe it, go see it for yourself. And it's great because the little red lighthouse that was there before they built the bridge is still there. And if you don't want to go across the bridge, you could just go down to like Fort Lee or what is it, Alpine, mm-hmm. and you can look across the water. And, and so that really gets you out, not just reading, but going out and seeing these things. Uh, the other one is the big snow for little kids it's all about how the animals and the river the hudson river by berta and elmer Hader, who lived in grandview is really a, a character and the animals put their food away and then they come back and it's about the big snow in winter yeah that's a classic really and then yeah. older kids i think uh, there's a newer title you may have had the author uh revolutionary rogues yes we have uh, interviewed that uh the author here John Andre, Mm -hmm, Benedict mm -hmm. Arnold, and espionage right here in Rockland during the Revolution. 
That's great. Yeah. Not far from where we are right now. Absolutely. Actually. Absolutely. And though it's not history, we all recommend Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keene, who was just the summer reading pick on the Jimmy Fallon show, unbelievably. She was just on the show last Thursday. We can't. That's another one that you really can't keep in. We just keep getting more copies. It's like adding an extra lane on the highway. It's just more traffic. Yeah. And, um, you know, she, of course, wrote Fever, which was the fictionalized story of Mary Mallon, Typhoid Mary. She was interviewed on the show for that. She's from Pearl River. This is a um, more contemporary piece of fiction, but nonetheless, it's set in a town that's very much like Pearl River. So, yeah, we all we all really like that one. I love D-Day Girls, the spies who armed the resistance, sabotaged the Nazis, and helped win World War II. That's by Sarah Rose. Um, it came out in April. You know, it's it's a great book. Last year, I loved Radium Girls, which was the story of the uh, painters of the uh, dials, the watch dials and and instrument dials. Um, I love just learning more about the true story, you know, of women's history. I think that's very fascinating. So any other final final comments for you guys? Anything else that you, you know, want to talk to people about, about um, authors coming or, you know, different things that you're doing in the library? All of these books are available in the Ramapo Catskill system that we've talked about today. Uh, if you uh, are interested in one of the uh, book groups, think about those as well. You can find that uh, our book groups at New City on uh, newcitylibrary.org, and then events. Uh, there's an events tab, and then there's uh, the book groups. Um, if you're not a New City patron, most of the other libraries in the Ramapo Catskill system also have reading groups as well. Absolutely. I think that's important to say that, you know, there's, if you love to read and you want to learn more about books, you know, libraries are, they're a lot more than just books, of course, but you can find your community in your library, which I think is really important. So that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank you, Brian Jennings, and you, Joe Barbieri, for being here uh, from the New City Library. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for having us. And all of the books that we talked about will be listed on our website at the Historical Society of Rockland County. You can visit us at rocklandhistory.org. And I hope you will tune in to the next Crossroads of Rockland History on Monday, September 16th, right after the Steve and Jeff Morning Show, when we will get some updates on some of the historic preservation projects going on in the county. I hope you will tune in. That's Monday, September 16th at 9.30 a.m. And we have some exciting upcoming events, exhibitions, and programs at the Historical Society. Our current exhibition is Influencers, Art, and History on South Mountain Road. It is open now and continues through October 27th. Exhibition hours are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday from 12 to 4. And you can visit our website, rocklandhistory.org, to learn about these and other upcoming events, trips, tours, and programs. We also have a calendar there that lists upcoming history events throughout Rockland County. But you can also follow us on Facebook, where we have a growing group of friends and fans. And you can also find us tweeting on Twitter, blogging on Tumblr, and posting on Instagram. Please visit us in New City. Thanks for listening to Crossroads of Rockland History on AM 1700 WRCR and WRCR.com. Mm-hmm.